They told me what you doing. I said what I'm about to do is turn the fuck up. Hi, this is Finny Ken, and you're listening to Dark Knot Podcast. Hey guys, this is Selena de la Venga, from Promociones Dorado and MLW. You're listening to Dark Match Podcast. You are currently listening to the Dark Match Podcast, but more importantly, you're listening to the voice of the first and only ever two-time Rookie of the Year, Jackson Argos. What the fuck? Like, what is wrong with you? For the last like week, I felt like I was living in like the movie Outbreak for a second. I was going to say congratulations on not dying. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that was a very fun moment. So I was uh, at work and I got like an email from like my kid's school. And it was like, not to alarm anyone, but you may have been in contact with someone that tested positive for COVID-19. I'm like, well, <laughs> fuck. So like immediately I was like, the question started like kind of piling up from there and i was like well shit i was at a work i, I was at not a work meeting but like a school meeting like cuz the kids are out of school and now we have to do homeschooling so there's like this new program that is like google classroom and they were giving us like, a tutorial through it and like they were abiding by like uh the the groups so like there were smaller groups that we're going to meet with the teachers. And go figure, one of the parents, I don't know if it was mine or whatever, but there was a parent that was at this meeting that tested positive for COVID-19. So, yeah. So I, like, immediately, like, went into the back, and I was like, hey, manager, like, I don't want to alarm you, but this is the email I just got. He's like, call HR right now, see what they want you to do. Told HR, they're like, let me put you on hold really quick. They came back on the line. They're like, yeah, you're on a 14-day quarantine. I'm like, they're like, get the fuck out. Oh, yeah. They're like, you cannot leave your house. Like, I, I immediately, like, called a physician. They're like, look, don't leave the house. Take your temperature twice a day. Like, do not leave for any purposes because if you were exposed, you, you could potentially expose other people. So it, it's been a fun uh, – well, at this point, it's only been about a week, but – because of when I would have potentially been quote unquote exposed, it's been 14 days, but work still hasn't gotten back to me yet if I'm going back to work or not, which, uh. which I understand because like there's this perception. Everyone knows that I'm out of work because of COVID-19 or coronavirus, whatever you want to refer to it as. But like everyone knows Jeez. that I was... Cooties, yeah, that's the best way to put it. Cooties. So we're doing our own social distancing, so obviously you're not sitting next to me in the studio right now, which is smart. I think it's going to be like this for a little bit. Well, dude, plus with even like the order that's out, like... Yeah, we're on lockdown. We can't go nowhere. Like, I'm I'm, like driving past all these stores. I'm like, how the hell are they still open? Like, more importantly, like, my wife told me the other day, like... Someone came in to, to work and, like, was asking one of the stupidest questions known to man. Literally, like, was concerned about a coupon that they applied for. And, like, oh, I just goodness. wanted to, like, look at this person, like, is your life worth $300? Because that's literally what brought you in to this, this place right now. It was $300. When you're told to stay, it's just... So I'm happy to be back. We're we're back here. I thought it was going to be a little bit longer. I, I'm still on work sabbatical, waiting to hear back when I'm going to go back. But 
believe me, I'm in no rush. But uh, how, how are things on your end? I know you had a little bit of a scare. Did that uh, did that clear up? Well, the only scare being, um, oh, that scare. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. What scare was I talking about? Like you, you got something the else other than COVID nineteen? No, no. The fact that I thought I was going to have to go on unemployment, be like the only one of friends and family that was going to have to go on unemployment. Oh. Yeah, and I heard no. like the freaking state website for that was just ne- like unreal. The, Dude, the site was crashing. Thank God, thank God that somehow we figured out how like that we can remote in. And besides, the only thing that sucks is it is kind of slow as dirt. Yeah, like it is not. It has not been fun today. Like, I'll be honest. I think I've been working. Let's say let's say working ish. I've had stuff open for like 12 hours, but I'm going to say I probably got, a, I think I may have gotten about eight hours worth of work done oh, between, well, between my own procrastinate, a little bit of procrastination and impromptu half hour nap post lunch. Oh, geez. <laughs> and just with like how long this is, how much has been dragging, I've, I've not gotten as much done as I had hoped. Well, then I look at like some of our other friends and like what they're doing from their remote work. And it's like, are you doing any work other than watching every Avengers movie ever made? No, it was every Marvel movie. Every Marvel. Uh, I'm sorry. At least by the because t- I stopped over to borrow to because I'm borrowing a monitor, one of his computer monitors. When I left his apartment, he was about to start number thirteen of twenty three. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. If and, you would have told me that, I, I have monitors here you could use. I honestly, well, I there's think a long had, pause. There. I, yeah, I have monitors. I didn't think you had spare monitors, to be honest. Of course, yeah, I have monitors. I just because of the printer that's on my desk, I had to get rid of one of my monitors. So uh, that's why I don't have another monitor. Well, it, you know what? He was working with three. Oh, he sacrificed one. <laughs> uh, like if I had a choice, if I could choose, I would have three monitors as well. So I don't. Well, yeah, I, I he went from him. three. He went from three and his laptop to two and his laptop. So I'm running one and my laptop. Yeah, I he run, can suck it. Yeah, I run one, and like my work computer is slow as dirt, and my screen is beyond small. So, but well, we we can touch on that. There's tons of wrestling that we need to get to. I'm well. Is oh, there though? There's really not. So there's a lot of things that we, can we touch can, on in the can. wrestling community. We can touch on. All the shows that we were going to go to that got canceled, and then one that did not get canceled, and a very inspirational speech to follow as well. But we have a very fun interview today, very exciting interview, and it's someone that a lot of people have reached out saying that they wanted to hear from them. So let's get right into our interview right now. We're going to get into our interview right now. So there's a lot of people that want to hear this individual on our show. We've had a couple of people ask for him to be on. So we're happy to fulfill those dreams for those individuals. You're not dying. But, hey, if you make a wish, we're going to make it come true. So on the line with us, we have the new Rockstar Pro Amped Champion, 
we have none other than Crash Jackson on the line. First and foremost, my friend, how you doing? I'm doing well, guys. How are you guys doing? We cannot complain. As we mentioned, we have our beers, so we are not Hell dried yeah. this week. <laughs> Hell yeah, indeed. We did not give up <laughs> beer for Lent as much as my wife encouraged us to. <laughs> we definitely did not do that. There's absolutely She must be high. <laughs> she must have been high when she made that. But no, we are not giving up beer for Lent. So Definitely not. <laughs> no, God no. We we can't do this. I, I've listened to episodes where we were sober. Actually I haven't because there's no such thing. We've never been sober recording this. We always have a beer, we always have Long Island iced teas, or we have our uh our Great Lakes Brewing Company. We've moved on from you briefly, but we will be back. We will be. Don't. No. Stop with the ideas. Stop. <laughs> no, it's March. That means there's oh, one God. of the summer beers are out. Oh, I have to bring God. it next week. Okay. 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 We'll, we'll table that. We'll table that, but I'm down for it regardless. So we'll see what happens there with the, uh, with the summer beers. But we want to get things kind of started off, kind of get to know you. For those individuals that don't know, you can find them all across social media. We've tagged them in all of our posts. So if you haven't followed him yet, go on over there. It's very simple to do. You just click a button. Click a button. I know you're listening to this on the toilet right now. You're on a long drive. Your kids are in the back seat screaming their heads off. You're bored at work. Oh, you're <laughs> extremely bored at work. Come on. You're listening to us. You're very bored at work. So at this point. Or you're really in. Or you're just You're, you're, you're very just into us and you would rather just lose or, your job. Or a super fan of our <laughs> guest. Yes. You're a super fan of Crash Jackson. You're like, you know what? I'm going to risk losing my job today to listen to this interview. So that's exactly what we're going to do. But you want to go f- click that follow button. You can do it on Twitter. You can do it on Instagram as well. But first and foremost, we want to get to know a little bit more about you. I'm sure you're already regretting this decision already. But Oh, never. <laughs> I love talking about myself. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, there you are on the right show, but you're going to have to put up with us talking about ourselves. So it's going to be a, a triple-edged sword here. So we'll see what happens. But first and foremost. Well, that's fun. <laughs> well, it, it might get a little pointy at times. But eh. Eh, who, who cares? But first and foremost, where are you from? I'm originally from Salyersville, Kentucky, Where? small ass town in Eastern Kentucky. Like three red lights, everything shuts down after 9 p.m. Super small, you know, uh, the bobble belt. Oh, jeez, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Man, like three lights, everything shuts down at nine. Yup. Oh, like my God. Uh, two years ago, we got a Taco Bell. All right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So like we had one, we had one a long time ago whenever I was, whenever I was a kid, it was like the, uh, it was like a Taco Bell express or something. So it was like, uh, it was attached to a, uh, a super America, which what, uh, is that what speedways are now? Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, it's, you order, you walked up to it at a window and you ordered and got your food right there in the same window. No drive through. You walked up to it. My God. Yeah. I never would think it would be like, especially if like our town, like if our town gets something like raising canes, like everyone was losing their shit yeah. when they decided that they're going to put a raising canes. And I'm sure he crash has no idea what we're talking about, but I love raising canes. Ah! Never mind. There we go. Canes is amazing. I it love really canes. is. It, it is. Zach, good. Have you ever had Zaxby's? No, no. never even Zaxby's, heard of Zaxby's. Zaxby's is the shit. Well, like, like they have, uh, they have Zach sauce. It's kind of like cane sauce, you know. Each chicken place got their own like special sauce. It's I know people, a lot of people say this, like, it, but it's like crack. I've never had crack or tried it, but I assume it's addicting, and it, you just keep eating more of it. So I'm assuming it's equivalent to crack. Almost. 
I think that's a great way. I think uh, our dare officer explained it the same way when we were in high <laughs> when we were in elementary school. Yeah, like we, stay we, away from cane sauce because you're gonna get addicted and you're gonna die and you're gonna want to put it on everything. Oh, that's yes. true. That, that's how I am with uh, Chick Fil A sauce. Oh, oh my god! I put Ch- that shit Chick-fil-A on everything. Chick Fil A sauce is so good. I, I'm the same way with sriracha too. God, Chick Fil A just. Oh, God, I have not had Chick-fil-A in a while. I haven't either. I am on week six of my diet right now. At this point, I I would eat anything. I don't care. I haven't had a carb in six weeks. I haven't had oh, geez. fried food. I, I am extremely cranky. Like I've, I've developed this mentality of I don't give a shit at work because yeah. I truly don't. But thankfully, my manager is so kind. He decided to go on the diet with me. Aww. He's like, if we're going to be miserable, man, we're going to be miserable together. I'm like, I like you. You're fun. It's he like, seems like an all right guy. He, he is. He's uh, he's going a little bit more extreme than me. I, um, I started off my diet originally. I started off with just a no, no carbs, no sugar, all egg fast diet. So every meal hmm. I had, I either had egg whites or a whole egg. And I was limited to six a day, and that's all I could eat, and a gallon of water. Now oh, I couldn't, I couldn't handle only six eggs in a day. I'll, I'll smash down six eggs in one sitting. Same. That's how I was, but like I had to like <laughs> limit it to. I would do three for breakfast. I would do a hard boiled egg for lunch, and now I'm three egg. I'm, uh, I'm three three eggs for dinner. So and that's my only meals that I've had. I've dropped a significant amount of weight too. In a very Whoa. short amount of time, just doing hell that. yeah, so, hell yeah. But we're gonna get back onto it because we're gonna talk about food too on all the things. So raising canes. So I we grew up in a city that just got a raising canes, mm-hmm. but I couldn't imagine like being in a town with like three stoplights. We have three stoplights at like a intersection. <laughs> like, that's it, and we don't even live in a big town. It's just like every oh, every house is literally on top of itself. Like I don't know. If you live, uh, I know that you said that you lived out in like Kentucky and Eastern Kentucky, like were your neighbors like relatively close or did you have a lot of room where like, hey, if you have like you a bonfire, <laughs> like if you had a bonfire, like no one was calling anything. Well, uh, bonfires are like a, almost like an everyday or every weekend thing, like back where I'm from, uh, small town, everyone's just like, there's nothing to do. Like we like the closest Walmart's like minimum like 20 25 minutes away and so like the closest mall is an hour and a half jeez the closest movie theater is like another is like 20 minutes as well so there's not really anything to do if you especially like if you don't play sports and stuff like during like whenever you're in school and there's nothing to do like after school you you're just like hanging around kind of twiddling your thumbs just usually end up causing trouble or some shit at the local park or something, you know? Well, it, it, especially in a, a town where, like you mentioned, like the closest mall is an hour and a half away. I remember, like, when we were kids, we'd ride our bikes up to the mall, and, well, you didn't. You you were in band, so. Not, <laughs> not I was, too. I know. I'm just messing with you. Why are you giving me that look? Who right? rode their bikes to, all the way out there to the mall? Uh, me and a particular individual by the name of greg cody used to do it all the time like westgate no great northern what we would ride our bikes to great northern from here from well no not here i didn't live here when i was a kid from lakewood yeah we well that's what i meant but still from lake 
Yeah, we'd go down. Dude, uh, that's a ho- that's a poke. Yeah, that is, and it was ridiculous. We'd hit the bike jumps in the in the metro parks, and then we'd go up the hill. Did you get which, some sweet air off those jumps. I did, man. I got some <laughs> sweet air, some sweet air. But and I had pegs too. It was pretty awesome. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, you didn't. Ha- you your bike wasn't cool if you didn't have pegs. Let's face well, it. Fuck did you, you had did you have your girl ride on the back of it? Did I did. I no, 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 no. What, what the hell? Why not? I know because she was dating some high school kid in a, in a car. So yeah. Oh, I was gonna. Oh, I was gonna say what she, because she wasn't real. <laughs> well, she kept blowing off in the wind. <laughs> uh. I had to tire down. Like otherwise, she was gonna fly off in the first gust of wind. I mean, <laughs> it was hard to keep her inflated in the hot sun. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting off track here. What the hell are we? Talking? What else is new? Well, growing up, obviously in the city, what was your childhood like? Did were you more the rambunctious kid that went to the park and caused trouble, or did you find yourself more involved in sports after school? Oh, I was all, always involved in sports. Uh, I played football for probably like twelve years or so, and played basketball for another ten. I had a little stint in playing baseball for a little bit, not a lot, but. A couple years of like little league and t ball that sort of thing, uh, but uh, football was like my thing because I went. I played uh, college football at uh, University of Pikeville for a little bit, and uh, yeah, like basketball. Like I was really. I my family came. I'm from a basketball family. Everyone played basketball. Uh, even my sister. My sister played pro basketball actually uh, in Puerto Rico for a little bit. Oh wow. Um, yeah. And, uh, see, I was more like whenever I played basketball, like I'm like a sh- shorter guy, but I'm like strong as shit. Cause I played football so long. So like, I'm, I'm like five, eight in high school, like my freshman year. And I'm guarding guys that are like six, six down on the post <laughs> oh, just because, just cause I was strong enough to keep them out of the paint. You know, it's like, these guys are tall and skinny and I'm like this short, stocky little shit. But, like, I'm not shooting over these guys, but uh, I'm keeping them out of the paint and forcing them to have to uh, make pass the ball out and give it to the guards to try to score. Now, you mentioned you were about 5'8 in high school. Obviously, uh, you were a bigger guy, but w- what position did you play in high school, in football, that is? I played uh, running back and linebacker in high school. Oh, geez. So yep. what, was your school any good? Because let's face it, our high school, we were we were sh- we were terrible. Uh, we were like mediocre, uh, <laughs> kind of average. Like, you know, uh, it was one of those things like uh, a lot of uh, high schools and stuff like around in my area and down in Kentucky. Most of them have like solid feeder programs as far as like their peewee leagues going into like elementary and middle school all the way up to high school. So you have like the same group of 30, 40, 50, 60 or however many kids playing together from the time they're six till they're 18. So uh, like in my hometown, the uh, feeder system was uh, didn't start really trying to pick up until probably I was in like seventh grade. And whenever they finally brought back like the uh, peewee teams and stuff like that, or in some places like Pop Warner, it's like that sort of thing, like younger, younger things. Uh, younger kids playing the sport um so like all through high school we're like regular season five and five you know we're a 500 team like we had some like decent athletes but like we just had so few kids like and like we had good enough athletes to play 
each side of the ball, but like, you know, doing that for 10, 11, 12 games every season, all four years, uh, kind of wears down on you. Oh, Cause yeah. like I, n- I never got off the field. I played running back linebacker. I would sometimes line up in the slot, depending on the, the, uh, formation. Uh, sometimes would drop back into, uh, an extra safety. Uh, I was on kickoff kick return. I held for, uh, field goals, you know? <laughs> so, oh, so, and I was also kind of like, uh, a safety valve of a quarterback. If like our quarterback went down because I played a little bit of quarterback in like seventh grade. So, I was the only other person that we had to, that could throw in that knew the offense. Oh, yeah. Well, it, you also knew the defense. You knew every single play, yep. especially yeah. being it in got the, to the point. Yeah, it got to the point where my coaches, my defensive coordinator, he would he would signal us in plays, and then uh, I would look at it or the wristband, whatever. I'd make the call, and then if I'd see if I he trusted me and I knew the defense so well that I could make an audible while I was out there. Oh, nice. And it helped that I was like in that same that same system for for four years, so it, it allowed me to learn every nook and cranny of the playbook. So uh, I kind of get I have like so I would call it an obsessive personality when I get when I'm really passionate about something, I go balls deep into it. Oh, so yeah. so it's just like I literally whenever i was playing football it was nothing football 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 sun saturday sunday monday thursday nights friday nights just football constantly and if i wasn't watching football i was playing it if i wasn't playing it i was talking about it so just playing playing on a video game you know it was just all the time just football 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 well. and my, <laughs> from and it's hilarious because all the football that i would force my mother to watch and all the games that she's came and seen me play. She still doesn't understand how the game play, how the game works. Well, you might create a, a little bit of a scuffle here. Not going to lie. So you mentioned that you were watching games. You're playing. I, I would only assume Madden. If if I, I could assume correctly, Madden and whenever they still had it, NCAA football. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's my question for you, and I know Dave's excited to hear the answer here. On the well, he perf- already, yes, he they already sh- knows the answer to it. Yes, they okay. should bring back NCAA football. Well, yes, they should. But my question is, if you were playing Madden, what was your go-to team? Or even if you were watching, what was your go-to team to follow? Chargers. Wow. What? Really? Yep. That seems Not real- the answer I was expecting. That seems really random. <laughs> yes. Well, he's come on. He's in he's in Eastern Kentucky. Come but on. still, what what? What, what led you to the Chargers? Yeah, that, that's a better question. Yeah. So uh, in 2006, uh, I was like really getting into football. That was uh, I was in eighth grade. I was getting ready to go to be a freshman in high school. Just like I'd been playing for a few years, and I was starting to really just like my passion was like growing really hard for it. So I would watch football all the time, and that was 2006 was the year that Ladanian Tomlinson was just tearing up the league. And I fell in love with the Chargers and the way he ran the ball and just, like, how good they were and, like, just how versatile of a runner and pl- just overall player that he was. Because, like, they run the halfback toss and then he just throw it downfield to Antonio Gates and score a touchdown. Or he would – I would watch him bowl over people or he could make – break dudes' ankles and make them miss. And I just – he was just so versatile and so fun to watch because at any given time that he touched the ball, he was – bound to score or he was a threat to score 
And it's just that that threat and that excitement whenever he would get the ball that just really I was like, oh shit, I have I need I need to play play like this guy. And I tried to model the way that I played like Ladanian Tomlinson. Okay, I'll give you that. No hate on this end for the Chargers. no, because no, because even Ladanian Tomlinson was one guy that when he when he was coming out in the draft, you didn't hear about him till the combine. Like you didn't no. even even that college football scene. It's like you knew he was good. You yeah. didn't hear about him a ton, no, but because you know he he was a smaller back out of TCU. Yeah, so you didn't hear about him a ton. Yeah, and, the only the only thing you heard about him was that like one like real big game he had when he had over four hundred yards rushing. Yeah, that was yeah. about it. But the yeah. combine is where he just exploded. It was like yeah. this name out of nowhere. It's like, and that's who, usually what happens. You, usually, there. once you get to the combine, you get those. But like all those Chargers teams, like it's still a shock to me after all these years that Philip Rivers not got, never got to a Super Bowl. Same. He oh, had man, powerhouse teams. He had. It's so that's so crazy to me. It's like heartbreaking because like the year that we went fourteen and two, like how like we get the first round by and then we get bounced out like first game. Oh, uh, so heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. Like, just, well, our team doesn't even make the playoffs, so we're right there with yeah. you. Well, our, <laughs> you know, like, I feel I, I feel it because, you know, I'm like, I'm partial to the Browns because of, uh, obviously. Like, How do you know we're Browns fans? Because uh, you're, the area, the, my phone said Cleveland, but Ohio, whenever you gonna, called. Damn it. And <laughs> damn I've, listened it. To your guys, I've listened to your podcast before. Okay, cool. <laughs> Well, he, he's talking I, about the listen, one we have with Dave Chris. Come on. Yeah, because Dave Chris is my roommate. <laughs> oh, no shit. Yeah, I live me and Dave live together. No I moved, shit. I moved I moved to Ohio to get to uh get trained better by by Dave. Well, that would have been a nice piece of information that he could have shared with us when we were talking to him earlier this week. <laughs> my god. <laughs> Going back to the Chargers. Got I All right. Two questions. One. All right. Where does Philip Rivers go? And C. And C. Is he a Hall of Famer? Ooh. Mm. Ooh, on the spot here. I like it. Uh, from like the looks of it and from the reports, it looks like he might go to Chicago potentially or one of the Florida teams because he moved to Florida. So that could be something because most of the Florida teams, they need a quarterback. Yeah, they do. From my understanding, <laughs> yeah. because like, because like Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston, he's like not been performing. But who knows that eye surgery, the LASIK eye surgery that he just recently had, could help him to cut down those interceptions. Uh, and wishful thinking, wishful thinking for sure. Uh, I think, yeah, from just like trying to be unbiased, I think he he is a Hall of Famer just from like he like I'm gonna put this into words. Like what he brought to the game as a quarterback, and like he's had impressive numbers throughout his whole career. Consistency. Uh, he was super consistent. Like he may have never like won uh, the Super Bowl, and I'm pretty sure he's not won an MVP. But for someone to be that good and that consistent and never get that, they could they at least deserve to be a Hall of Famer. And think about like he's never had a bad he's never had a bad season. He's had lackluster seasons compared to other ones but it's still better than some guys is like he's always been in the top 10 always Always. and yeah it's like you look at his stats his stats are top 10 all time yeah if you look at the draft class he was he he was in yeah him and eli manning 
Eli Manning, his numbers weren't great. His record is fi- his career record five hundred. He's going to be a Hall of Famer because his stats are top five. Yeah, and he's got two Super Bowl rings, both against yep. Brady. Philip Rivers, I think, is going to go in. You know who's another guy who never won a Super Bowl, only made one Super Bowl, only went to one Super Bowl and lost his rookie year. Dan Marino. Well, yeah. Yep. And I th- and, and it was all Ray Finkel's fault. And f- shut up. And <laughs> Phil- <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and Philip R- and like Philip Rivers stats. Should and- die of gonorrhea and rotten now. No. Can I get you a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> and Philip Rivers stats, I think are I think are better than Marino's. Oh, laces out. <laughs> so he found <laughs> Captain Winky. <laughs> Oh, uh, 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 we could have an entire conversation about Ace Ventura, but but yeah, but okay, but yeah, I I know they keep that's that's one of the debates though is is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. Well, I think the biggest thing which is unfortunately like where, that also means rapist burgers. Oh God, we are gonna lose every <laughs> single Pittsburgh fan we have. We're from Cleveland; they know that exactly. So, where did wrestling come into the fold here? So <laughs> transitions here. Transition. Oh, don't do that when I'm drinking. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> oh, Dave's down. Dave's down. Get back up, buddy. Uh, Take a sip and keep going. That's right. what she said. We're gonna. He's gonna hang up on us here in a second. Nah. Why? He lives with Dave. Come on. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, very true. So, where did wrestling come into the fold? Because you were very involved in in sports. You were. Obviously, very involved in football. You were very involved in basketball. Your family has a professional athlete and a professional basketball player. Where did wrestling come into the fold? Did it come early on and kind of be involved while you were involved in all these sports, or did you just kind of fall into it later on down the road? Well, wrestling was the the first love that I had before football, actually, Uh, growing up. Uh, as a kid in the 90s, uh, whenever Stone Cold and The Rock and Mankind and Triple H were like like in their primes, you know, uh, that me and my dad would watch watch Re- Monday Night Raw all the time. I, I watched WCW as well. I, I couldn't choose, like, I couldn't pick a side. I, I always watched both. Commercial break, I'd switch channels. Commercial break, switch back, you know, just back and forth. Um, like, it was like a whole big thing with my entire uh, family on, like, my my dad's side. Because uh, where I lived at the time when I was younger, like, my dad's side of the family lived closer. And they were all wrestling fans. So someone would order the pay-per-view and we'd all just load up and go to, that, go to their house. And we'd sit and watch whatever pay-per-view was on. And there'd be 30 of us sitting in the living room watching... Stone Cold beating the shit out of uh, Vince McMahon or whoever and watching uh, uh, Bret Hart and uh, Mankind and The Rock, you know, and I just, it kind of, I find, I, whenever I found football, like wrestling kind of like took a, took a back seat to it because the, I didn't know anything about like independent wrestling or anything like that, especially that young. So I just thought like TV wrestling was like all, the only wrestling that there was. And so I traded, I essentially traded Monday Night Raw for Monday Night Football. And I would still like from time to time on Mondays, like switch over to the channel, see what was going on. 
it'd be like years later i wouldn't know who would be see as someone on on in a match or doing a segment i'm like i don't know who that is but i'm gonna sit here and watch it because i still loved it i still loved like the pageantry and the athleticism and all of that with wrestling and then later down the road after i stopped playing football and i always wanted to try to be a wrestler i didn't know how i was going to do it but always uh, wanted to try it if like going pro in football didn't work out and just so happens a guy that i went to high school with he was he had started training and he had started wrestling and i hit him up and he was like yeah dude just come on and i'll introduce you forever to everybody and we'll uh We'll get you started. So, like, whenever I first started out, I didn't go to, like, how you should go to, like, an actual wrestling school and, like, pay for training and stuff like that. Because whenever I first got trained, I did I did not pay for it. I would show up to this indie show that ran once a month and get trained, like, the, ba- like, the basic of the basic. Like, I learned how to take bumps uh, and basic chain wrestling. I didn't get really taught anything else on how to do wrestling. And then about six months later, I had my first match and I was not ready for it whatsoever. No reason I got it was because, uh, we had like four guys cancel and like three other ones, like no call, no show. So like we had, when I say bare bones locker room, it was bare. There was six of us. One of them was a valet. And then four of them, uh, were actual, like actual guys that wrestle for the company regularly. And then me, the green kid that doesn't know shit about anything. And they're like, well, you know what? We need, we need you to go out there and wrestle this match. I'm like, Oh shit. (laughs) Yeah. So I, it was trial by fire, you know, just went out there. And after I got that reaction, whenever I first came out, it was like, whoo, all right. I'm in this for the long haul and it'll be on the 21st of this month. Actually will be my six year anniversary of my first match. Six years. Congratulations. He hung up on us. No, I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) Just a long pause. He's like, I'm just going to let the, I'm going to let the applause go. See how long this goes. And this is awesome. Chant to, to kick into. So, Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, you you can't you can't try to speak over to the crowd if they're chanting for you. You gotta let let them let them let them go. <laughs> Very true. So you have your first wrestling match. You, you're green as hell. You, yep. you are involved at that point. You get the roar of the crowd. It's six years later. But what kind of challenges did you experience? Because you said that you didn't get proper training. You kind of got the the bare bones minimum overall of training but what kind of steps did you take from there that led you from eastern kentucky up to the dayton area where you're currently a mainstay in rockstar pro today well uh first off like i started uh having more matches uh i started getting myself booked in other places i predominantly wrestled in kentucky for my first like two two and a half years i would occasionally like go to tennessee or I went to West Virginia literally once and I haven't been back, but I am going back there uh, in a couple weeks to IWA East coast to wrestle. So I haven't been there in four, 
five years in West Virginia to wrestle. But anyway, uh, I would <clears throat> just try to, I would watch as much wrestling as possible. I talked wrestling to literally anyone that would listen, or if I knew someone uh, that knew that was like more advanced, uh, veteran, I would like ask them, I would annoy the shit out of them. I would go to seminars, um, travel to, I, in 2016, yeah, in tw- 2016, it was, I was two, two years or so in, I went up to, uh, Philadelphia to the ring of honor, uh, seminar tryout camp. They, they do, it was a two day camp up there in Philly at the, uh, at their dojo, uh, which they've moved dojos since, but at the time yeah, they they're were like in, in Baltimore now or something. Yeah. They, Who's? I think they, they're based out of uh Maryland championship yeah. wrestling in Baltimore, but I think they were in, uh, why don't I want to say Bristol? You got me there. I'm not a hundred percent certain. Uh, if you if you've ever watched the CM Punk documentary, whenever he go, he, he used the room that they that the dojo is in is he's like in that room in one of the scenes whenever he's talking about his Ring of Honor stuff in the CM Punk documentary. So, but I'll go up there and there's like guys that I've only I'd only seen on TV: Jay Lethal, the Briscoes, Adam Cole, um, Kevin Kelly, Delirious. Uh, who else was there? Um, cheeseburger was there um i'm trying i'm drawing a blank there was so there's so many people there that are like all over the place now that are like on national that are like even not just at ring water now that are on like national like uh kevin kelly i think he predominantly just like commentates for uh new japan now i'm pretty sure i believe so, um yeah. uh, oh Nigel mcginnis was there oh, oh i got a little bit i got a little bit of like one-on-one with Nigel mcginnis and that was like the coolest thing and it was it was so dope uh and then like that was like really eye opening and after <clears throat> after that weekend it really uh i was like you know i really want to do this like for real i want this to be like my my career cuz at the, like before then i was like only wrestling weekends i was still working a regular job and that sort of thing. And I wasn't like, I was, I love doing it and I wanted to just do it for a long time, but I didn't, I don't know. I, I wanted, I always worked out and like tried to get better and trained and stuff like that. But it never really dawned on me that I wanted to pursue it as a profession until after I did that camp, because, uh, a lot, I got a lot of really good feedback from those guys that, uh, I got to, train uh under and like kind of pick their brains and stuff because i like i said i am a thicker like shorter guy but like if anyone's ever seen me wrestle i don't move like that at all (laughs) uh so i'm like a lot quicker and like very explosive uh so and i i thank all my years of football and basketball that i've done towards that because that's that's been like my biggest thing because i'll go i'll go anywhere a new place and people think that i'm just like some big like bruiser that's just gonna body slam people or like just throw a bunch of suplexes i'm out here just running circles around people just doing all this stuff that only guys that are like 200 pounds or under are doing and 
just getting all that positive feedback from that, I was like, you know what? I really, I need to do something with this. I need to like go like balls to the wall. Like I said before, like I get very obsessive and I just go all in. And that's what I did. Uh, See a year, a year goes by. I'm like traveling a little bit more, doing more, uh, not like, anything major but like i'm doing more than what i was and then um in uh october of 2017 uh my my dad passed away and he was like my biggest supporter of me wrestling and like that was the one thing that we bonded over like the most like we both like love sports and we liked a lot of similar like tv shows and stuff like that but like wrestling was like our like our thing, and uh, I he thought like I was like this big superstar that like a world travel superstar like just he he would like literally stalk my Instagram and uh, just like go and like all of my pictures and comment ridiculous emojis on it and stuff like that. And he he would literally go around to in my hometown and show his friends uh, this picture of me and Jerry the King Lawler when I met him in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana at a show. And he just thought that was the coolest thing ever. And after he passed away, I was like, you know what? I really need to like even go harder at this because I need to become that star that he thought I was. And like, I'm, I'm doing it for me because this is what I want to do. But like, I always have that in, in like the back of my mind that like, I'm also doing it for him to be that big, international world traveled professional wrestlers superstar someone that's just bigger than life that like what he thought i was and i hadn't even done anything at that point yet and uh that's like a huge driving force for me and then maybe about six seven months later i see that i'm i was friends with dave on facebook I had met him a few times going up to shows to IWA Mid-South and coming up to Rockstar, uh, hopping in, a, in the car with uh, legendary Larry D. And I'd seen that Dave said he had openings in the house because some people had moved out. And I uh, messaged him and uh, he was like, yeah, man, he was like, uh, come up and uh, join in on training for a couple days How like because they train on Mondays and Tuesdays and uh, stay a few nights and see how you fit in with everybody and you know like if everyone if it all if it fits well you know you you can move in and <clears throat> uh do that uh stay for three or four days go to training go to rockstar hang out and just like kind of get to know everyone that's living in the house and then that's that's involved with the training and rockstar and all that and i went back home on thursday like afternoon and i had my stuff packed in my car and and was moving to dayton on sunday so i called my i called my mom on the way up here i was like hey i'm moving to ohio she was like what the fuck what do you mean you're moving to ohio i was like yeah i'm moving into this house this house with a bunch of wrestlers rent's gonna be super cheap i already got a job like a regular job don't worry i got this all shit figured out and she was like oh my god she's like She's like, do you even know these people? I was like, yeah, kinda, but you know, they may kill me, but <laughs> what, whatever. At least like I'm, I'm going, I'm doing this. I'm going after it. Yeah. And uh, 
it's I've been living in Dayton for almost two years now, and it started off kind of slow because I had to like pretty much get retrained. Essentially, like I could like I knew how to wrestle a little bit, if you could call it that. But like you knew chain, <laughs> I knew stuff, but <laughs> but like anything that I knew that was like at the, at the level that like Dave teaches at was I'd like self taught myself because like I said I didn't get proper like initial training like I didn't get taught how to do like front rolls and Tigres and the uh, Guerrero rolls or the Regal rolls as some people call them like every bit of that that if I knew that I taught myself how to do it yeah. so learning how the proper technique of actually doing it and everything up here, it was like a thousand percent, like re like wiring my brain yeah, and getting it, like, all the stuff that like you learned previously, like you got to wipe this clean, like the slate clean, yep, like yep, getting, getting rid of all the bad habits and everything like that. And sometimes I still find myself kind of with, with just like <clears throat> minor things. I will, I will kind of revert back to it for whatever fucking reason. Muscle it's memory. Like, it, yeah, it's yeah, muscle essentially, memory. but it's yeah. usually just like dumb shit that I say <laughs> while I'm out while I'm out wrestling. It's not any of like the movements or anything that I'm doing. It's just usually just dumb things that that come out of my mouth that I'm like, why did I just say that? <laughs> you know. So, uh, and and the old, like literally like everything went well when it like those couple days that i came up here and stayed and was like first like trying to meet everyone and everything like that but the thing that allowed me that that dave was like okay you can move in it was the word of larry d larry d told uh dave he was like you know what he's a good kid he's hungry he wants to learn he wants to get better he's serious about this and he's like i will put my put my name on it and if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like able to do half the shit that I've done so far. So like Larry D is like the big brother slash mentor in wrestling that like, I couldn't think enough. And Dave is also, he's done so much for me. Like it's insane. And Sammy Callahan, he's done a lot for me as well. Like he, he was also had a hand in like my re, uh, rewiring of my brain when it comes to uh, wrestling as far as like just doing things a certain way and like uh, training to be a wrestling TV star and not just an indie guy. Oh yeah. If that, if that makes any difference. Cause like I've been to places and how other people train, they just train just to be indie guys. Like they don't train to be on TV and they that's trying like, to that, get to that ultimate goal. They're just yeah. like, I've seen people that, I've been to some indie shows and you like watch some of like the, the starting matches, like mm -hmm. essentially, Hey, go figure the dark matches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you watch them and some of these people, it's so basic. The first thing that I was taught was running the ropes. What's the first thing you do when you run the ropes, you grab the rope. Yep. I can't tell you how many times I've been to like a wrestling like event where you can tell who's been properly trained and who hasn't. Okay, I'm going to ask a really dumb question here. Ask away, my friend. Because obviously I haven't trained. I don't know why do you yes. grab the rope. You grab the rope just as like stability or <coughs> I have no idea. I really don't know. 
Well, you, if you're if you hit the ropes, if you don't grab anything, you're potentially you could fall through them. Yeah. And break and break your neck. So yeah. it's a it's a safety thing, more or less. Like if you can imagine, you have three rubber bands. Would you rather grab onto the rubber band and pull yourself into it, or just literally turn around and just fall like, like fall into it? <laughs> The what you're doing at that point, if you're like the way that I've seen some people run into the ropes, if you grab it, you're putting your momentum into the rope to bounce you off. If you're just literally just turning around and running into it, what do you have? You're not giving your momentum. What you're doing is you're literally just letting this essential because all of your force is going to go into that top rope in that yep. regard. What it's going to do is it's going to just propel you straight down to the ground. Yep. So that's why well, that right. that was the first thing, and it's See, still ever to since so, like either you mentioned it or somebody mentioned it, I've noticed it every time, but I never actually knew. Nobody ever actually said why. Well, it, so it's I just never the, knew. So I thought I'd ask. In all honesty, like people that like I I can't say I I've been through training, quote unquote, but I I haven't gone through the vigorous like elongated <clears throat> training that other people have. I am not a trained wrestler. I received some training. I will never call myself one of the boys. I am as green as it gets, but I know how to run the ropes. If you ask me to run the ropes right now, the answer is fucking no, because it's the worst fucking drill in the world. <laughs> and people think, oh, you just bounce off. No. no. Like, imagine taking a fucking baseball bat to your back, and that's what it feels like every single time you hit the ropes. No one likes running the ropes. Eventually, your body gets callous to it, but... For someone that's green, they hate running the ropes. It, yep. That was, I, I took a thousand bumps the first day that I was in training. What hurt the most? Right underneath my armpit. That hurt the most. It was, it was purple as my daughter's shirt that she wore to school that day. That's how purple my fucking like right underneath my my uh, armpit was. It was utterly terrible. I hate running the ropes, but that's why you grab the rope. So out of everything that you've done, obviously you, you get into Rockstar Pro. You get into the house with Dave Christ, which obviously with the not only the TV experience that he's had, but also the individuals that come and go from that house. I, I don't mean to name drop right now, but you have Sammy Callahan. You have Madman Fulton. You have... Oh, your best friend. You have... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you have Jake Christ. You have the Rascals. You have... Multiple different superstars, especially the notoriety of Larry D, who is a legend in the industry. If people don't know who Larry D is, are you really a wrestling fan? Who was just signed with Impact Wrestling after a elongated career and is a very well-respected individual in the wrestling community. To put his stamp of approval on you is definitely something that, yes, you're paying rent, but you're also receiving a free education in that regard. Yeah, 100%. I've... Uh... The like the wealth of knowledge that I've gotten over the last two years from like all the guys that you've mentioned, uh, it's insane. Like it's thousands and thousands of dollars worth of knowledge that I've gained just from like paying, living. paying, living and paying a few hundred dollars for like my share of the rent, you know? So it's like insane and it's helped me out like tremendously, uh, like you said, like guys like Madman Fulton and Sammy and Jake and 
Dave and the Rascals, Zach and Dez and Trey, those guys have helped me out a lot. Like uh, Zach and uh, Trey both. Well, actually, Dez used to live in Dayton as well, but he uh, he lives in Florida now. But uh, by the time I had moved up up here, he was already gone. But Trey and Zach were still at the house. They were still living there. And uh, I got to... Zach was a little bit on, he was on his way out of, uh, to live with, uh, his now fiance, uh, Kimberly. Uh, so I didn't get to really hang out with Zach as much as I did Trey, but a couple weeks ago, I got to go down, uh, to their, uh, shows that they ran in Lexington and Louisville with Dave and Zach and Trey and finally got to like hang out for real with Zach and like actually talk with Zach and everything like that. And then like, he's not been wrestling for very long, but like the amount of knowledge he has just from his experiences that he's, that, that he's gone through and everything has been like huge eye openers for me. And like, it, it doesn't matter like how long you've been in the business necessarily. It's like what you've done in the business is what really matters. Cause oh, then, man. cause there's guys that I know that have wrestled for 15 plus years, but they only wrestle like once or twice a month in those 15 years. So, you know, like it's, you're not, you're, are you really a veteran? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to decipher like what information you're really getting from so-called veterans. Yes. You've been doing it for 15 years, but have you been really stomping the yard and getting consistent bookings in those 15 years? Yeah. Just because you've done it for 15 years, have you done it well in 15 years? But yep. On to a, a more important topic. So if those listeners remember and recall our episode with Trey Miguel, there was a particular story that was mentioned in regards to a former roommate and a prank that they pulled on said roommate. Now, before I premise this, I'm going to ask, are you familiar with the prank that they pulled on a former roommate before they kicked him out? Um. I know of like a bunch of pranks that have been pulled on former roommates. So okay. it could be a number, number of things. Were you familiar with the story about a roommate that was such a slime ball and such a dirty individual? What they did before said individual bought a futon as a bed. Do you know of that story? You know, I'm, I'm just going to come out. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that I know know the story that you're talking about the one where they shit underneath someone's bed and they didn't notice it for like a week and a half yes okay. <laughs> were you living in the house when this happened no no okay dave doesn't that, know that because was dave was not on the show at this point which you can plead at that point yeah. so when we had trey miguel on the show we asked for the best rib when we used to ask that question we would ask the best rib that you've ever pulled. We had Trey Miguel on. The best rib that they ever had. They had a roommate that was such an absolute slime ball. He never cleaned anything. His room smelled like shit. He smelled like shit. So they said, you know what? You want to smell like shit? We're going to shit. And, they, and Trey and Zach Wentz shit under his bed. <laughs> and he did not notice the shit under the bed. And he only noticed the shit under his bed because he got rid of his bed a week later and then finally noticed the shit under his bed. Dear God. 
a shit wow. under your bed and you didn't notice for a week. I, it still baffles me every time. Uh, I exactly. I, I this episode like this was almost two years ago that we had Trey Miguel on, and I still remember this story. How the fuck are you that disgusting? You do not notice a fucking shit under your bed. Not even one, but two, two, two shits, two shits, two shits. Two shits. He they gave two shits in this regard. <laughs> very, very difficult to do, but. Now, with Rockstar Pro, and you've definitely been in multiple different promotions, here's an opportunity for you to put yourself on. We're going to put you on the spot, that is. I'm sorry. I've had a lot to drink, so maybe I should really cut, <laughs> I should really cut back after this one. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> so, sorry. Cracking open another one. So if you have another one, if you haven't already done so, do so now. But here's an opportunity for you to put yourself on some naughty lists with some individuals when it comes to Christmas and birthday cards. So you've already name dropped quite a few, but obviously you, you've been in multiple different promotions. What are some individuals that you've worked with, you've been in the locker room with, uh, or you, you, you've had feuds with that you really feel – these individuals deserve more notoriety. They need their name heard a little bit more. Who are some individuals that you truly feel people should be on the lookout for? My microphone is all wet now, but I'm, I'll lick it off later. Because no beer wasted. That That's my 2020 motto right there. Giggity. No beer wasted. So <laughs> No beer wasted. No beer wasted, my friend. So whenever you're ready, who are some individuals we should be on the lookout for? Uh well my former tag partner in uh the punks Christian Cobain he's uh definitely he's started to travel out some more and I feel like more people need to like give him an opportunity and give him a shot um I've only shared the ring with this next person one literally one time in a tag match but he he's so smooth and so good in the ring like he needs to be booked everywhere if not signed somewhere immediately and that guy is aaron williams he is so good and i'm like trying i'm begging to get like a singles match with him like in the near future uh another person let me think um we got some i know we got some up-and-comers here at the uh at the school that will eventually they uh, they are showing some like really good promise. A uh, couple kids, uh, Brent Oakley and uh, Caden Schmidt or uh, Michelle Cadence. Uh, those are two like really good looking kids that are picking up the business very quickly, and they they will be like a force to be reckoned with whenever they it's their time. And I can't wait to see like how they grow and develop. As uh, their careers go on, well, uh, you're, you're going to have a couple people that are going to be like, "Hey, why didn't you mention me?" So well, when you walk into he, training, <laughs> well, whatever you know, like they probably won't even, they may not even listen to the podcast. So hey, what? Hey, what? what? No, I'm not. I'm not talking shit about you. I'm talking shit about them because they don't listen to quality shit. Very true. Right. We're not even done yet. <laughs> we haven't even concluded. I've already cracked open a beer twice on this episode, and already it's like, "Hey, great." Like quality, quality, just like this beer from uh, Broken Skull IPA, thanks to El Segunda, once again, waiting on a sponsorship from, I'm sorry, that's from Great Lakes Brewing Company, but we're moving on from you because we're over you. 
<laughs> uh, we're never really over them. No, we're not at all. Their beer is so good. So other than wrestling, obviously that is your main focus. You you live in a wrestling household. It never shuts off, but you do need those opportunities to turn your brain off. So what are some of your go-tos that you kind of go to when you just need to shut out the world? What do you do to get some to get some crash time? Uh go to the gym or play video games. Those, that's like my two things that are like real good. It, it's crazy. Like as much aggravation and stress that playing video games, like playing Madden or call of duty online can cause. It's also very like relaxing to like have my mind, like focused on something else. Cause like you, you gotta have an outlet uh, from wrestling, especially like whenever you're trying to do that. Uh, constantly and on a consistent basis of like seven days a week or at least like five or six, you you got to be able to get away from it even for a couple of hours, you know, cause that that's good because it's not, it's not good for your mental health to be like dead set on something for so long. Cause uh, a few months ago I had, I'd, I'd re- almost reached a point where I was like, why am I still doing this? Like, sort of thing and then i kind of took a i took i had like a light couple of weeks of wrestling and i kind of like took a little bit of time off i still did did the wednesday shows but i didn't have anything like on the weekends uh after that for uh, like two or three weeks and allowed me to kind of like get a refresh recharge and like whenever i came back to it it was like like a breath of like new life in me and it's been like nonstop ever since. And like, it, you need that sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, it, you may not need it for like a year or two or something like that, but you, you need it. And it's, it's very good to like have outlets, stress relievers or something just to kind of like, you don't really have to think about it and you just like shut your mind off and just do it. Oh yeah. That's why like, we started the podcast too. Like my my wife and I we work for the same company. So work is like the main conversation that we have. And mm-hmm. I was like, "You know what? I need a release. I need something. I watch wrestling, but I'd rather just talk to people." So that's why we started uh we we opened up the studio in our basement and this is this is my release and I invite my best friend over, we drink beer, and we talk to wrestlers. Hell, and I've only been doing this for about a year. It's been about a year now. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Don't worry. We're, we're going to have a, a fun time here. So, and, and it's his birthday this weekend, too. So happy birthday going out to Dave. Oh, happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday. You, happy birthday. When this drops, it will be past your birthday. But, yeah, whatever. But March 7th, <laughs> March 7th, the birthday of Dave. Oh, March 7th. March seventh, wow. yeah, three that, seven. Uh, that is thinking the suspense if I'm is correctly. killing me. I hope it will last. Are you another March birthday? No, I'm oh. not. But um, when's my, your birthday? Uh, my birthday is in October. Oh. Ooh. So I love I love Halloween yeah. and horror stuff. But uh, my oldest sister and my uh, dad, uh, their birthdays are in March. Oh, nice. Ooh. Like all my friends, well, all of our <laughs> friends, dude. There are so many that oh, are so it's such an expensive dude, month, dude. We just got past, jo- you know, Josh's. Yes. Oh, by the way, for people who are local, Betsy yes. Kling's is today. Wow, no one cares. 
Fuck you, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my mine's Saturday. What has Betsy Kling ever done for me? Told me not to die in the weather. My fucking god! <laughs> but then you got. I don't yeah, know how I. But then you I got. But then you I got, look outside. Yeah, but then you got mine. You got Josh's brother. Actually, Joe. Josh's mom's is like the fourteenth yep. or something. Yeah, Joe's is the nineteenth. Yep. Dan's this buddy is the, Eddie is the twenty fifth. And Dan's, Dan's is twenty sixth. <laughs> yeah, it's a very expensive month. That's why I'm glad I'm like that one person. My birthday's in September. Yeah, Derek is in July and you're in September. <laughs> Derek's like the baby of our friend group, but then there's me that was born an entire like you're diff- six months. Six months, but for six months you guys were fucking hitting me up for beer. Like, bro, can you buy us beer? It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm drinking well, already. Duh. Well, yeah, I was drinking anyway, so who cares? It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know what? Why don't you come up to the bar with me? I'll buy you a beer. Oh, wait, your ID doesn't say you can be in here. No, that's why we go to Dan's house when he comes back from Italy and then have you go on a CVS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, that was that was Such crazy. a funny night. That that was a funny night. I still have the picture of shit stacked on top of yeah. me because I got fucking full on, uh, what was it, Natty Light? Yeah, I think that's what you picked up. They're like, dude, you're so drunk. I'm like, I'm not even drunk. I'm just so full. Dude, I know. I was fucking drunk that you'd followed me home. Yeah. No, there was worse. Here, here's a funny story for you. There was this one time where my parents, uh, my, I, I'm a military brat, so my parents were always either leaving for like their one me- weekend a month, two weeks a year uh, deployment. So I would have people over, and we were drinking on our front porch. I kid you not. There was this one time there was this girl that came over to the house, and she was like absolutely apeshit about this one friend of mine that I have, and she had... One and a half beers. <laughs> one and a half beers. Gotta love that one beer. I I I, I am like that right now because I literally don't eat anything except for eggs. But I'm with you to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're feeling it already. But she drank one and a half beers. I looked down at the 24 pack of beer that I had, and there were three beers left, and they were all mine. I was more sober to drive her car to her house on the other end of town. Once again, we do not contone drunk driving. Please take Uber or Lyft. Don't do this. Don't follow my footsteps. But I drove her car home, parked it, and then had my other buddy, I think it was actually you, drive me back home. No, it was Josh. Never mind. Yeah, remember the rule. Yep, Josh always drove home. So, yeah, that was was the fun times in our town. We didn't have bonfires because... Bonfires in our town would have set the entire town on fire. (laughs) We we couldn't have bonfires. You can't even... It's actually a law. I kid you not. You cannot have a working fireplace in our town, in our hometown. That's true. Wow. You cannot use your wood-burning fireplace in our town. It's against the law. Yep. If you burn a fire inside of your own home, inside of your fireplace. That's crazy. No, that's why you have a fireball in the backyard. Even then, like some people call the fucking cops on you. I oh, had dude, cop- nobody does. Nobody. Does I had from the cops called on me when we had the bonfire in the backyard. They're oh, like, oh, they said that there was an out of control fire. It's like, yeah, the only way I can get it going is with gasoline. So you got to fight dude, fire with really, fire, dude. You really don't know how to do it, then. I do, but I just like the look of gasoline when you throw it on a fire. I was a Boy Scout. I just like fire. I'm a pyro. What can I say? It's like, oh, the fire is not going up. Got to throw some gasoline on it. <laughs> Don't throw this on there. But anyway, anyway, so, 
Yeah, plenty of. All right, so video. Yeah, so he video said video games. He said video games. Yeah, and, and we I know said the, a lot of shit. Where I know the we fuck really have we been? Uh, that's very true. No, but he the said the no the, 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 right now. the stress the. The, the decom- stress. The, no, the decompression. No, you need to decompress because you're in the same boat. <laughs> no, like, that's very true. You, no, I don't know how many release. remotes I've broken playing MLB The Show. Oh, my God. There's still a small red mark from the red controller I've thrown against the wall. Oh, my God. Hey, ever since I got that PS4, I may have only broken one controller because well, those re- controllers are fucking expensive. Well, that's like a that's the deciding factor. You just pause it at that point and just walk away. So we're right there with you. We We have our releases and... Obviously, uh, some people break some shit over here. Shh. Shh. Don't say anything to your girlfriend about breaking shit. <laughs> about your rage. So, what's next? Hey. For- okay, I won't. I promise. I can't. Just I- when playing video games. Okay, well, then maybe you shouldn't play video games. That's Fuck a you. lie. I know. That's a lie. That's It's it's an addiction. Now, go figure. Like, he talks hey, about. Hey, it's a healthy addiction. It is a healthy addiction, but, like, it, it's kind of funny with uh, the anniversary of Eddie Guerrero's speech when he was called an addict by Brock Lesnar. That was several years ago, and it, the anniversary was just a few days ago. Yeah. He's like, no, the addiction is this the people. Being in this ring, this is my addiction. So sometimes you do, even if it is an addiction, sometimes you have to step away from it to find your love again. So that's how you keep that passion growing. Sometimes it it does dissipate a little bit, and you start to question what you're doing, and, and you need to step away. So it's very good for you to realize, instead of just essentially phoning it in during matches, and I don't want to fucking be here, I don't want to do this, I oh yeah for I, sure. I don't fucking care. So it was good of you to realize, like, hey, I I'm getting complacent, but kudos. So well, if you do want to follow along and find out where you can find them, you can find them all across social media on all of our social media platforms. He, he's in all of our tag photos. He's also in the description of this. You can find all of his Twitter handles and then also his Instagram handle as well and anywhere else that you want to find him and then where you can catch him live next as well. So, Crash, we do appreciate you coming on here tonight. Don't uh, don't take the loss to Cleveland. Do we play the Chargers this year? Do we? Um, This coming I, season? This coming I season. Think, no, we don't. I think. We no. don't. No. No, we don't. I think the Chargers play the Bengals this year. Well, kick the shit out of the Bengals, and well, we'll, we'll see you in 2021. But – Thank you so much for coming on, too. Hopefully you didn't get too drunk with us here tonight. But uh, we look forward to seeing what 2020 has for you moving forward. And we appreciate the help of you coming on as well and uh, putting up with our banter as well. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I had a lot of fun uh, shooting the shit and just talking about literally anything and everything with you guys. And I can't wait to do it again. Dude, quarantine seriously sucks. Like, I, I don't even know what to do. Like, I know we've talked about it already. I I don't know what to do. I'm losing my fucking mind. Dude, I don't know what I'm going to do because, like, I really haven't been, like, super quarantining myself. I haven't been doing as much. But it's like, now this pretty much tells me I can't go see my girlfriend for at least two weeks. Like, this is going to fucking blow. Well, I'm I'm in a position right now where I'm told like I can't go to the store, I can't do this, I can't do that. No, you can go to the store. I cannot, though. Because of the circumstances, I cannot. So I have not left my house in. A, I I never thought I I would miss just driving my car, 
That's one thing that I truly miss, just driving anywhere. I would love to just get in my car and just go for a drive, like not even like roll down the windows or anything, just like go for a freaking drive. Like, I mean, at this point, I can just throw five bucks in my car and I could probably go for like 400 fucking miles at this point. Jesus, I don't remember the last time gas was this inexpensive. Dude, it's supposed to... It, Dude, it, it's supposed to still tank. Yeah, it's supposed to continue going down, and, and I'm and other things are tanking too, which tells me that I got out of the industry that I was previously in at the wrong freaking time. Dude, don't look at your four hundred one k. Oh, I, I I can't, I can't. That's what sucks. But one what else sucks. Dude, I did. Dude, I did the other day, and I almost cried. Oh yeah, I I, I still haven't looked at my four hundred one k. I'm I. I dread looking at it when I return to work. I do not want to see it. It's going to literally make me sob. I can only imagine how much money I probably lost in the last few weeks. Well, speaking of things that suck, we we literally have no wrestling. The last wrestling event that we had was IWC, which was not too long ago. Unfortunately, we couldn't talk about it last week due to Obviously, uh, St. Patrick's Day uh, taking place, and uh, we didn't have a show last week, but we decided, you know what? I'm out of quarantine, so let's talk now. So, IWC was literally, I, I think it was one of the last wrestling events that took place. Uh, I know it that there, really was. Uh, there's been some, like, there's um, a, a couple of people that are putting on, like, obviously, like, no crowd matches uh, um, other than televised. But it, it stinks because, like, AIW got called off. Also, GCW, which we were going to go to, that got postponed. It didn't get canceled. It got postponed. So who knows when it's going to be postponed for. But then we had IWC, which, it, like, kudos to Justin Plummer. And, and I know, uh, I don't know if you watched uh, Ethan Page's vlog or not. Um, he actually I did actually. You did nice. So he actually recorded Justin's speech. Like, look, they gave me an opportunity to walk away, scot free, zero money. Like, you can keep yourself. And he's like, look, like I'm looking at the current climate. You probably aren't going to be able to do this for a while. So here's an opportunity for you to sell some merch, go out there, do what you love, leave it all in the ring. Like and let, let's just have a good time. So I I can't give kudos enough to to Justin Plummer for letting the show go on. It seemed like the uh, there was a decent crowd there. Obviously, it wasn't as uh as busy as you would think it would be, but uh, a lot of things happening there. Three entrants announced for the Super Indie Tournament. First, I thought it was four. No, there's been three. There were three. Sure? I'm positive that three were announced, but four will be entering, and one of which being, first and foremost, Atticus, because, well, he, he's going to be in the tournament. So, second, which was the first announced, was Brian Pillman Jr., second, Lee Moriarty, and third, Danhausen. So, at this point, we're still waiting on a couple names to drop. We're seeing if there's any other additional surprise entrance into the Super Indie Tournament or not. I know one that we're we're vying for right now that we're hoping. We're going to keep that under wraps for now, but there is one name that we hope gets announced fairly soon 
If not, he's going to have something to say about it. That's for damn sure. But a a very unique uh, announcement from Lee Moriarty saying that he feels that spots should be earned, not awarded. So at the next event, which knock on wood, if it actually does happen, at the next event, which is Night of the Superstars, Lee Moriarty is having an open challenge. And that open challenge is for his spot in the Super Indy Tournament. And my question at this point, does this scream Jackson Argos opportunity to you? Yeah, probably. And But the only thing being, I don't see that event happening due to certain circumstances, you know, that are out there in the world that I don't think you can have big gatherings until like the beginning of May anyway. Yeah. I, Which sucks. Well, yeah. And like, yeah, I don't see it happening. Which sucks. Yeah. Like, everything sucks. Everything, every, everything fucking sucks right now. Yeah. There, there's no sports. We, we had the Ocho the other day, which, which was fun, but give me fucking baseball. Tomorrow's supposed to be opening day. We should be at Progressive Field in 62-degree weather and sunny, <laughs> drinking a fucking beer and eating a hot dog, watching some great American baseball. <laughs> yeah. Stop crying, Dave. There's no crying in baseball. Are you crying? Yes. Are you, are you crying? There's no crying in baseball. Are you fucking I'm crying? crying? because there's no baseball. I'm crying because there's no fucking baseball. I'm the same way, too. Well... Another thing that's another reason to cry, WrestleMania 36. Ah, it sucks too. <laughs> WrestleMania sucks too. He ah. said, Why the fuck couldn't this happen during t- like tables, ladders, and chairs season? I mean, we'll give you bragging rights too. Jesus Christ. Why do you have to hit during WrestleMania? The biggest event of the year. And it's going to be in front of no crowd, hosted by Rob Gronkowski. And it's going to be two nights. I don't either. His entrance told me how much I don't care. It's like he's going to come out and be like, man, 69, bros. Yeah, bro. And it's, I don't fucking care. In your opinion, he's like. (laughs) I don't want Gronk in the WWE. I could give three fucks about it. The idea of a two-night WrestleMania seems awesome, except for the fact it's at the Performance Center in front of no one. I think that they're gonna they're gonna include a crowd. I think it's gonna be no NXT superstars. No, the, no, the fact well, and the fact that apparently they've almost they said they may have taped every show, including half the matches for WrestleMania leading into it, because they're gonna probably like they said what was it WrestleMania two or three where they had it in different venues in multiple venues. They said that's what they're gonna do. Because they're trying to minimize the number of people in certain areas, so it's like fuck, man. Well, the you saw the announcement earlier today. All the matches for Takeover Tampa are taking yeah. place tomorrow on NXT. Are you freaking kidding me? Like it's starting at four o'clock on USA, and all the matches that are going to take place at TakeOver, are going to be on the USA Network. Want to know what that tells me? It's going to suck. That's what it tells me. It's not going to be as entertaining as it would on the network. 
unless it's going is it going to be on the network or is it going to be on USA? That's my question. I, I saw the thing about when they were going to have these matches, but I did not see the timing of said matches. Oh, it's they were going to start them when tomorrow? It starts at four o'clock. That was the announcement I saw earlier today. So it's going to be at four. I'm it's try- starting I'm, at four tomorrow. I'm trying to quickly find it because that's ridiculous if that is the case. Well, if that's the case, I know what I'm doing at 4 o'clock tomorrow. My wife's off, so I'm just going to be watching wrestling. I know that that's a huge lie. I was just kidding, Shannon. Please don't hit me. There, no, you're totally oh, she lying. just looks at me and she's like, "And what did you say? She is deaf. You know, I know someone that you are like a spitting image of just from conversations at least. Tell you later. But anyway, th- this sucks. No wrestling. Like, at least with AEW. I I know that I, I've talked about AEW previously, but personally, watching AEW last Wednesday night, it made me feel like it, there wasn't a coronavirus. There wasn't. It, it was entertaining. It was actually wrestling. I don't want to turn on wrestling and watch matches I've already freaking seen. You don't need yeah. to fill an hour of time, especially, like, what was it, two weeks ago, they open the show, they do a segment, and then what happens? Oh, you show me the Royal Rumble match. I already watched. Thanks. There goes an hour and a half of the show. And then, oh, yep. another segment. Oh, here's another match that happened a few weeks ago. And then last night, they there's a segment with Brock Lesnar. He's going up against Drew McIntyre. What are we going to do right after his, his promo? Oh, let's show the fucking match from Royal Rumble a few years ago where it was Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar versus John Cena. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. But one thing that was awesome, ESPN showing WrestleMania 30 in its entirety. Yeah. That was pretty cool. But, I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about. I don't even know how to really close out this show at this point. Oh, I will. Oh, oh, oh. I will uh, dispute what you read. Uh, yes, Triple H will appear on tomorrow night's edition of NXT. Uh, blah, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, Sports Illustrated also reported that several, several, not all, but several of the matches originally scheduled for TakeOver Tampa Bay will instead take place over the next few weeks on NXT, starting with the April 1st edition. So not tomorrow at 4. You probably saw starting or one. Oh. Which is what the tweet said. Oh. So I'll give was... you four, but you just. I thought it was tomorrow at four. Wow. It just shows yeah. you, like, how. Yeah. I don't know. I know, dude. We're just. Dude, we're just. I'm just. I'm shit. just jonesing for something at this point. At this point, I'm just jonesing for wrestling because I'm not getting it from WWE. I'm just getting promos and matches I've already seen. So. But. I know. Shit. I got it. Shit. I got it. I know it's not wrestling related, but it's like I know we're running out of stuff. I got Amy to actually get into one of my TV shows. Which TV show was that? Manifest. I haven't even watched it. You're missing out, man. Well, now at this point, you know what documentary you need to go watch because we've we've already talked about it. You There's need... multiple. Apparently, I need to go. Yeah. Don't fuck with cats. Immediately followed by Tiger King. Go watch oh, dude, it. Dude, I was actually trying to like hold off and like try to watch these with my girlfriend, but now I probably won't be able to see her for multiple weeks. Skype with her. 
There's tons of things you can do on Skype, giggity. Giggity. But I'm <laughs> but it's not the same as spending time in person, you doofus. Very true. Well, at this point, that's going to do it for this week's episode. So we can go bitch about there not being wrestling elsewhere. So if you do want to follow or on, opening day. Or opening ah. Stop crying. There's no crying when there's no. Ah. Well, there's tons of crying when there's no baseball. I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week with no more wrestling.